What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Help More, Sell More podcast. My name is Jeff Burlingame. I'm here with my co-host, Joe Marcou. Joe, how are you doing tonight? Any better there would be two of me. It's a scary thought. My wife just goes, uh, no, no, no two Joes, please. just one. No. <laughs> I love it. All right. So if you guys don't know us, uh, this podcast is pretty new and it is all about helping you help others. The more we believe, the more that you help others, the more you're going to sell. The better the world is, a more positive place. That is what this is all about. We are here to dispel the sales rumors, myths, lies, nonsense, and to fuel you with some amazing action steps that you can take right back to your business today to move yourself closer to personal wealth. And of course, in the end, to help more people. That's what it's all about. Uh, I come from Burley Sales. You guys can go check me out, burleysales.com. You can also check me out on Instagram at Burley underscore sales, and that is B-U-R-L-Y. And I offer a sales program, online training, as well as one-on-one mentorship. Joe, where can they find you? You can find me at sosdojoe.com, the sosdojo.com. It's a great place to come and practice handling objections. And if you go to sosdojo.com, that is dojo, D-O-J-O-E.com, click that link and you can actually get a complimentary session with any one of our groups that we have all throughout the week. So this is the Help More, Sell More podcast and we are thrilled to have you watching and or listening because we're here to help you help others so that you can grow your business and decrease your stress in your life. That is exactly right, Joe. And if you guys are watching this, you're probably watching it on YouTube, a channel that at the moment of this recording doesn't exist, uh, but soon shall exist. So if you're on there watching it, please subscribe, smash the like, ring the notification bell so you can see when we drop more content. And if you're listening to this, which is way more likely, uh, anywhere you guys listen to your podcast episode, please drop us a rating. This helps us out so much in growing the podcast. Again, if you help us, we can help more people help more people. This is, this is a great circle of help. That's what it is. That's uh, it. Today, we're talking about discovery, discovery within the sale. And what we're referring to mainly here is how you learn about your prospect. Who is your prospect? What do they want? More importantly, why do they want it? And mostly I, I would think one of the big takeaways here today, Joe, and maybe you can agree with this or disagree with this, but you need to look at your current sales process and you need to determine if you currently have a discovery phase. If you currently spend any time at all trying to discover who this person is, what they want, why they want it, or do you just try to jump straight to the sale? That's a little bit of introspection. It can be tough. And I think it's a good point for us to segue into our little warm up that we've been doing every episode, which Let's do is. It. Sort of our question of the day, but uh, story time is what I like to think about it because I love sharing stories. I know you love sharing stories. It's uh, a great way to learn together. So today's story time is going to be centered around discovery. So what I want to know, Joe, and you can go first on this one, is if you can share a time where you were sold to. Again, I like doing the flip the script thing here. I think it's pretty fun to think about our own experience as the customer sometimes, uh, where the salesperson did not try to learn anything about you or your needs. What is yeah. a good story that you have there? Love it. Love it. So it's, it's story time. Okay. <laughs> so the, uh, and, and this is an example of what I call FDS. FDS, most people that I know that are in quote unquote sales, they have this disease. And FDS stands for feature 
dumping syndrome. <laughs> yeah. What happens is, is people, people are so enamored with their own level of quote unquote expertise that they mm -hmm. want to show off to the customer or the prospect, everything that they know about their product or service. And they deep dive into specifications that really mean nothing to people. So the story goes like this. I was looking for a big screen television and this wasn't that long ago. And I just wanted to have, you know, a big screen television that looked good, that could fit in the space that I wanted it. Like, I mean, I'm not a tech guy. I, I don't go and take the exhaustive time to compare notes and put an Excel yeah. spreadsheet together. And I like this. <laughs> so I walked in, I said, yeah, I'm looking for a big screen TV. That's going to go with my surround sound system. And it's a little bit older, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I went in this guy in this, in this particular electronic store. And it's, it's actually a really quality electronic store yeah. known for their, their, their quality service. The problem Jeff was the following. And, and you know what, let, let us know in the comments, if you've ever experienced somebody who feature dumps, when I say feature yeah. dump, I'm talking, this guy started spouting off specifications about never mind pixels. He started going into like, honestly, things about like motherboards and capacitors and things I didn't, I didn't un understand. And I honestly didn't give a <laughs> rat's ass about it. I just wanted yeah. big screen TV, show it to me. What does it look like? Okay. When can I get, like, I was literally coming in as a lay down and a lay down in retail speak is when somebody's walking in and I'm ready to lay down the money. money. Like, let's go. <laughs> He yeah. turned me off so much. I effing left. Oh my gosh. Didn't ask me anything yeah. about, well, what's the space? How many people are looking or, or will be watching typically what, how he didn't ask me about my, my current uh, stereo system and or surround sound system. How old was it? He probably could have sold me the TV and a whole new system. I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. And I was honestly open to the idea of spending even more money. I just yeah. would have needed to been quote unquote sold. And when I say sold, not feature dumped, literally this guy was yeah. vomiting. And I say vomiting, I needed to have a shower after it was, there were chunks of flesh oh. all over me. It was disgusting, <laughs> disgusting. And, and I'm, I'm serious. Like I left that place going, Oh my God. And, and uh, it was like, Shauna, this guy was brutal. I said, let's go over here. So we went to another store. Yeah. And so that's an example of it. It's, you know, feature dumping doesn't help you guys. And Jeff is masterful at the discovery phase. What some people would call, if, if you're doing business online, you call it your discovery call or your clarity call, right? You, you, you can't develop any strategy to be able to offer a solution until you know the specifics about what your prospects needs and or problems are. So before I could even... Let me tell you about like people jump into that. Let me tell you about my solution. How do you know? Like I, me walking in, if I said, I'm looking for a TV, is it for me or am I buying it as a gift? Didn't even know, didn't even care, didn't go for it. <laughs> like it was like, holy shit, man. So yeah, it was awful. It was awful experience. And literally this was just about four years ago. How about you? Wow. What's, what was your example of somebody just not care? Like, and, and, and uh, like, that's the example. They didn't care about my needs. They cared about their ego focus. And this yeah. is where, again, you're, they, they weren't helping more. They were working mm -hmm. more at their own pride and ego. Let me show off everything I know about my product. Like, that, dude, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're giving salespeople a terrible name. And, he, and I can tell you, the way that people, you and I both know, Jeff, don't you mm -hmm. agree that people are already coming in thanks to mobile phones and, and the internet, that they're already armed with information? Oh, yeah. 
hundred percent. Like I don't need the feature dump because guess what? I saw it six times on Google, dude. Right. Like, you're, you're just spouting off features that are readily available to every individual. And if I cared about them, I would have asked about them. Exactly. Yeah. So what, what we need is that relationship building so that mm-hmm. people could truly understand because I want human interaction and I want somebody to validate my decision-making process. Exactly. That's really what good salesmanship is. It's asking good questions. Okay, I'm going to validate this and then giving me choices because wouldn't everybody listening agree? People don't want to be sold. They want to choose to buy. So I love it when my clients, my prospects come to me and I ask them a a series of questions and then I give them choices and they go, Joe, I'm going to do this. And then because they believe and trust, because they see and they hear my authenticity and my care, they're going to say, what else do I need? And I'm not there to throw them and sell them things that they don't need. I'm there to help them because we talked about this before we started, you know, business today is not built on one night stands. It's built for long-term relationships. So how about you? What's your example of somebody like completely, you know, not getting the play and and it's not discovery with you. They're just trying to sell you, close the deal. I, I have too many examples and, and I'm sure that all of our listeners have this too. Like everybody has this example. This has happened to you. I guarantee without a doubt, this happened to you at least once, probably more than once, maybe a dozen or so times. And I have at least a dozen or so that I can think of off the top of my head. I shared one already, I think an episode or two ago about the furniture store. Mm. Right. And that was a great example. She didn't care where this stuff was going in my house or why I was getting it. She just chased me around the furniture store, which was awful. And I left there too, uh, just like you left the TV store. So my example actually goes all the way back to when I was a wee lad uh, graduating high school. Just a wee lad. Just a wee lad. And I got, you know, they had a graduation party. I got all the graduation money. I put it all together. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go buy a computer because that's what college kids do. I got to go get a laptop. So I'm going laptop shopping. We go to a now defunct electronics store, uh, which no longer exists. And I, I go there to purchase my laptop. And what I experienced as a, again, a wee lad, I was turning 18, I believe, maybe 18 at the time, uh, was awful and kind of shaped my sales experience for the rest of my life. Um, Tell me if you've heard this one before. The manager of the computer department was training, uh, working with his trainees, showing them the ropes, showing them how to make that sale. And it was so overtly obvious that he was like, turning and winking at them when he was like oh my god he was dropping those slick closing lines and stuff to a child i'm 18 come on now like just barely legal adult and he's just like what what basically like watch this watch what i do uh to this kid and he literally just i was up against the ropes getting pummeled with like what i needed and all my features and i would say something i would say i want this I'd say something like, I want to be able to play computer games when I'm bored in my downtime. So it needs to be able to run that. And he would just ignore me and then throw something else at me. And eventually what happened was I wound up with the computer he wanted me to have. Oh my and God. again, the whole time he's winking at his people. I was asking for this and that and this other model. And I end up with an HP that I didn't even want or ask for. I, again, I'm 18. Like I'm not at a point in my life where I was going to uh, you know, buck authority and be like, hey, dude, I don't want this computer. 
So I went with it oh, and then God. he just made me part with my graduation money. Like I was just like, here's my money. And I was like sad about it. So I get the computer, I go home, I open it up and I, I just like let loose on my mom. I'm like, I don't know why I have this computer. I didn't want this computer. I turned it on, I booted it up, started looking around on it. I was like, I hate this computer. I didn't want back? this. Yeah, I took it back. Good I returned it. And yeah. the dude was pissed. That dude was there. Too bad. And like, I returned it. I was like, this, you know what? Like, this isn't what I wanted. What I ended up doing was like, when I got it, I knew I hated it. I put it like right back in the box. I turned it on, turned it off. And then I ordered a Mac. <laughs> like, got, got the laptop I actually wanted. Um, ordered it. It came in. When I got it, I took this computer back, dropped right. it off. And I was like, I don't want this. I want a refund. Got my refund. The dude was just like, Oh, so mad, so mad behind the counter. And I just kind of like, you know, had my little, my little winner moment and I walked away. I kind of giggled to myself, but that was his fault. He didn't it's ask totally me anything. his fault. He, he <laughs> had the opportunity, not only to create a client for the first sale, but yeah. a client that you could have long-term and then get referrals. Yeah. I mean, and again, not some of us understand the value of brands in terms of products. And then there's mm -hmm. also the brand within the brand, right? I mean, yeah. if you work in a gym, for example, and you work at whatever brand of gym that it is, okay? So let's mm -hmm. just call it Silver's Gym, for yep. lack of a better term. And you work there and your name is Chad. Well, Chad is the brand at Silver's. Mm -hmm. It's right. So even if people already know this other brand that might be called Golds, they're going to yep. go and visit Chad because Chad's the dude. Or they mm -hmm. might go and talk to Cindy because Cindy's got this reputation. She's a brand within the brand. So this guy at this electronics store, because he didn't ask you the right questions and develop a relationship with you to help validate a good choice, mm -hmm. what he did was just go for the money. And, and this is, again, it comes back to, if you're not out to help more, you will not sell more. And what that does, unfortunately, the stigma that exists in our vocation, which is one of the top three things that you can do to have a high income skill is sales. Mm -hmm. These other people, unfortunately, are not well trained in the skills that you and I are here to offer people. So listen in kids, because you're about to listen to an expert. And it's, I'm not, it's not, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about that guy. Because, you know, Jeff, Jeff really knows how to do a clarity and or discovery session. So listen in and go visit his website. I know I don't get any money for this. I'm like, I'm telling you, I collaborate with this guy because he knows what he's doing. So we're partners on this podcast because he knows what he's talking about. So take the time to listen to this episode and re-listen to the parts that we're about to jump into. So Jeff, I'm going to ask you, if you were to replay, and let's go to the furniture store example first. Okay. If you were to, and, and now this is totally off the cuff. Like this is what's great about this podcast is you and I have been winging a lot of this stuff because we go into our storytelling modes. Yeah. So I have some ideas in, in some of the things that I've learned from you and some from, uh, from other, other experts over the course of my career. And again, I've, I've been able to morph and change my approach over time because I've learned and, and you, the listener, you, I think we can all agree we've evolved, yeah. right? There's been an evolution in terms of how people buy things and how people shop. And so oh, yeah. we have to evolve. So if you were to go back to the furniture store and you were looking at a dining room suite, is that correct? Yep. Yep. Kitchen Give me table. Some examples of some of the discovery questions that you would have asked. 
and I'll yeah. throw some of mine in as well. So I'll, I'll give you like the, the umbrella approach here. Like yeah. if, if regardless of what you're selling in any industry, service or product, it doesn't matter. Discovery is always the same. And that that's the crazy thing about sales is it's extremely universal. I mean, you asked Joe, like in the dojo, you work with people from all industries all over the world, yep. right? So it's that amazing. Like you, if you find like a product, uh, a process that really works for the, for sales, like it is universal. And in this case it is for discovery. And I think of the main questions discovery starts with this, who, what, when, where, why, how, Yep. right. That's it. You start with that. So let's go to the furniture example. Yep. Who, who is this for? It's for us in our home TV example, right? Who is this for? You said, is it me or a gift? You don't know if it's a gift or not. If you're selling, how do do you know who's it for? So that's great. So, and then you could, so let's add on that, Jeff. Let's just banter on this one. So who's, who's the dining suite for? Is it for yourselves or is it for someone else? And then it's like, how many people will be sitting around the table on an average meal? And how often do you entertain? Yeah. That's a logic. I'm just going out of logic. It's a logical question. Exactly. So you say, where in your house is this going to be located? And how big is the space that this is going to be located in? Because, you know, when you walk into a furniture store, you you kind of like walk by the King's Castle suite where you have like the the Knights of the Round Table gigantic table that you could sit around. <laughs> it's like, okay, so you're in an apartment. Well, guess what? You can't like, we're not looking at this now. Yeah. It changes what you're talking about. You don't about. live in Camelot. You live over here. No problem. Exactly. Yeah. So like not the giant marble table. Okay, moving on. And then, I don't know, maybe designate like, uh, what, what kind of budget are you looking at? Like, are we looking for just this massive, uh, like the marble table, $7,000? Or am I like not in the realm of reality here? Like what's going on? So uh, maybe just ask questions that get you to that, right? I'm not saying straight up, what is the budget? Because that is something that we kind of want to avoid in sales because you you pinpoint, you put yourself in a box at that point, but maybe it's like, okay, uh, you got a young couple just moved into their first house. It's a smaller house or they're in an apartment. It's like, let me try and sell you a $7,000 marble table. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to spook the new couple out of here. But you try to start asking more of these questions and you get a better idea of where this person is coming from and what they're really looking for. So, um, you know, she didn't even ask me if we were in a new house. Okay. You know, here's, an, here's another interesting example under this context. So whether, mm-hmm. and and again, I, I you bring up something very interesting here in this discovery process and you bring up this young mm-hmm. couple you know, we as salespeople, and I used to make this mistake. I used to make this mistake of profiling my clients when they'd come in and I'd go, okay, they don't have any money based yeah. on whether their age or what they were wearing. And so, you know, I snap out of the Joe and I've got stories mm-hmm. that I can tell you and we'll share in another, in another episode of prof- how profiling could get you into serious trouble and you can lose big money. And I, I've, I've, I've been there and I don't want that for anybody. And so make sure that you subscribe to this podcast because I've got some gold coming in the future. But yeah, I'm going to drop some gold right now in this context. So yeah, okay, you got a young couple. It doesn't matter what they look like, what their age is. Mm-hmm. I would ask them, so how big is the space that this, this is going in? Because again, is it a... I don't know what you're living, where you live. Is it an apartment? So is it a house? How big is your, do you have an actual dining room or is it off the kitchen? So if you were to say approximate measurements, what would that be? And then I would ask other questions such as, so again, how many, how many people, how often do you entertain? 
Right. Are, you know, you, and, and then use stories. I would use a story. So for example, like one of the things that we have as a tradition, right? Family tradition. One of my traditions is we actually always host Thanksgiving. So because of that, we need to have something that can, the table can expand so we can have leaves in it. Not everybody would need that. So let's just ask, do you have any family traditions? And now I'm going to start asking questions about family. So how many people are in the family? And then I want to make a connection on that because it's emotional. Does everybody understand that? I mean, yeah. if, 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 I'm not going to start talking about, well, the wood on this is oak and this one's pine. Because I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's and, the problem that people have. Like, let's focus on the relationship and get to know what their needs are. Yeah. And then I'll go over and I'm going to give you choices. What are some other questions in discovery, Jeff? Because you went into the who, what, where, when, how. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so now, now you're leading towards why I believe discovery is actually a, a secret weapon uh, when it comes to sales. And the reason is, uh, and I want to jump back to your example of profiling, like no matter how much money I think this person has, we're still going to top down sell, right? And top down selling is something we're going to get to later on in the podcast, you guys to so stay tuned for that. But mm-hmm. it just means that we're going to sell the best possible thing for them first. And then we're going to work our way down because you can't go up. I can't go, well, here's our folding table section, which is $40 a table. And then be like, oh, but you know, then there's this $8,000 marble table. Like you can't, you can't go from 40 bucks to 8,000 bucks. It's not going to happen. So we top down sell regardless of that, but here's why it's a secret weapon. You're getting into something that's very important territory. The two most important questions I believe in discovery are what and why, right? And the reason that these are important is, well, only if you do them right, first of all, but the reason they're important is if you know exactly what this person wants, which means you have to get very specific and you know why they want it, but more importantly, they know what they want and they know why they want it, then it is so much easier to create this emotional connection or what I think of as an emotional tie down that Joe is talking about. So the emotional tie down that Joe is going to is he's getting this person to think about picture, get the big picture, this Thanksgiving dinner with the family. The key right? word there is, is imagine. Yes. So we're, we're getting this picture there and they're imagining that Thanksgiving dinner. And then what happens when they do that? Emotions bubble up. Right? Now I'm like, now I'm like, man, yeah, that would be this year, you know, right now, what is, is September right now, September 17th. So we're like two months out from Thanksgiving. So if I were in this person's shoe, this customer's shoes, and I'm thinking about Thanksgiving, I'm looking forward to this now. I'm like, oh man, yeah, yeah that would be amazing. I could put my family here. Now I'm picturing the room, the table in the room, and then maybe additional accessories. You're like, well, that's yeah, exactly it about this table. What if you had this thing over here? And then we put this thing over here and all of a sudden they want to buy like the full dining set right now that's exactly how it gets done it's exactly how it gets done jeff because now we're we're asking questions and then we say you know again you 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 dig in a little bit deeper to be able to go so tell me a little bit about who would be at the at dinner yeah and and then you could ask again additional questions most furniture stores and papa right (laughs) are they wine drinkers so do you have a set do you have a place where you would put your stemware Okay, yep. I want to show you just for fun. I want to show you this hutch later. And then I'm planting the seed of these ideas that are going to help complement the look of the place. So 
it's so easy to get caught up in, let me tell you about this and you know, how much do you want to spend? And it's like, okay, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go in. Let me ask you some questions. Those who, what, where, when, why questions, and then dig deep, you know, in that, that approach that we're going to talk about later of, of tell me, explain to me, describe to me and really dig deep. Yeah. Then based on what you've told me, here are my choices. So I think it's really important to draw a line right here, right now, and, and, and uh, help you guys understand there needs to be a distinction here. Um, the what is up to you to uncover the initial what that they come in with is not correct, right? So uh, I'll give you an example. In the gyms that I worked at in the past selling personal training, clients would come into me every day, every single day, and they would come in and they'd say, I want to lose weight. And they say, I want to do your group classes and I want to lose weight. Yeah. If I just go off of that, we're not giving mm. them, we're not helping them. We're not giving them the best thing for them. Yeah. This is, think of it this way. The discovery phase leads to a prescriptive phase. You prescribe the solution. In Joe's example at the, um, at the furniture store, he's prescribing like the whole dining set, the hutch and everything, because he asked the right questions to get to the right. He uncovered the what if the person had come in and Joe had said, how much money do you want to spend? And they said $500. And what do you want? I want a table. Cool. Here's our tables. That one's $499. Uh, how do you how do you want to pay for that? Like, that's it. Transaction done. But you've just like not helped that client. It was not a great experience for them. They end up with a table that they may or may not like. We don't even know if it's the right thing for them. In my gym example, it's like if they came in and said, I want to do your group classes, I'm doing Zumba, I want to lose weight, and they go do that. Me as a fitness coach, guess what? I hate to break this to Zumba lovers out there, but this is not the best solution for losing weight. So I know that. And I have the experience and education to know that, but I've now done a disservice to this person by not asking the right questions. They don't even know what they want. And that's the key aspect here. They don't know what they want. Yeah, the expertise is required. The, the expertise yeah. is required. I'll use the example of me having, when I had my, my exercise equipment retail stores, people would come in and say, I'm looking for a treadmill and I want to spend a thousand bucks. They would tell me how much they want yeah. to spend. Well, and, 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 and I mean, okay, you want a treadmill. And then the question would be, well, I can set you up with one. And I would certainly ask questions leading down that path. And it was not uncommon to find out that actually the treadmill wasn't the right solution. And in fact, they needed something else and they needed something for, okay, cardiovascular health and strength and flexibility and nutrition. And so all of a sudden you find out all of these details that are going to help them. Yep. And lo and behold, because I'm helping them more, I'm selling more, not because I'm looking to make more money. It's a byproduct of helping people. What yeah. I'm doing is I'm giving them the solutions that they need and they're getting an incredible buying experience and they get to choose. And yeah. when, when you do a great job of discovery, Jeff, do you agree that you get to a point where people will look at you and say, Jeff, what do I need? Yes. Well, once you've established that level of authority and expertise exactly. where they, and this is why I call the next stage, the prescriptive phase, 100%. because it's like, you're the doctor. They're coming in with their symptoms. They go, doc, my stomach hurts. 
And you're like, well, that tells me nothing. So you run some tests and you ask questions in the case of sales. And once you determine what the probable cause of this, these symptoms are, then you write a prescription. You say, hey, here's the solution to your problems. They it, say, it, hey, doc, what do I need? And exactly. like, that's the moment we want to get to. Case in point, okay? If you're seeing this on video, you're seeing that I've got a brace on my, my arm. And I, that, right? So I could like three days ago, embarrassingly, three days ago, I had a wipeout on my electric bike and, and, and it was totally my fault. I was clipped in and I didn't unclip and I've been riding a bike since I was four years old. And I, anyways, long and short of it, I reached out and I heard something pop. And then the next yeah. day I, my wrist was swollen. I couldn't even carry a cup of coffee in my left hand anyways. So I actually went and got x-rays yesterday. And when I went in, I, I was in, in my mind, I was convinced I've got a hairline fracture here. And mm -hmm. so, you know, like just, I'm, I'm going in thinking, yeah, just cast me up. Let's go. And, and, and they're like, we're going to go through and they put me through the ringer of tests, right? X-ray, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, yeah, it's a, it's, it's just a bad sprain. Put this tensor. And I actually said, I've, I've already got, you know, lifting strap at home. I'll, I'll, I'll just use that. Don't worry. And, and it, and it was exactly what I needed to hear. And yeah. they were like, they're the experts. I said, I'm not going to go Dr. Google here. Right. And that's the problem with a lot of people is that they do all this research and they just go down the wrong rabbit hole. Everyone who's listening right now, you're experts in your field. And what's really interesting about the skill that you're learning through us, sales is transferable. If you decide to change like, like your, your career path, if you're going to be in sales, that's your career. What you offer to sell people and or help people with, it's transferable, you guys. Yep. So if you want to go from the gym to power sports, to nutrition products, to travel, to textile, to it mm -hmm. doesn't matter. If you do the discovery process that we just talked about today, and that's what Jeff talks about within his program, the prescriptive approach, I can promise you you'll write your own ticket and you're going to have so much fun and you're building relationships for the long term. And in other podcasts coming up, we're going to show you guys how to be able to increase your referrals and testimonials and social proof at zero cost. Organic. It's incredible. Absolutely, man. So let, let's, uh, let's wrap on the discovery phase here. Here's the thing, you guys, we always want to give you action steps. Uh, every single episode, that is the goal. Here's the first action step from today. Analyze and scrutinize your current sales process. Do you ask enough discovery questions? And I'll give you this. You should spend at minimum 10 to 15 minutes during discovery. Yep. 10 to 15 minutes. And I'll give you an example from the gym industry, lots of gym owners that I work with on sales. Uh, what I commonly hear when I ask, how much time do you spend trying to find out a person's goals? I commonly hear two to five minutes. And that is a fraction of the amount of time you should be spending. And the reason it's this long, even if you talk fast, I don't care. Like you cannot ask and listen and, and understand a person in less than 10 to 15 minutes. I'm sorry. This is like a blind date. You're speed dating. You need to sit down with this person. They're a brand new person to you. Never met them before. They're a prospect, right? That's commonly the case, unless it's, you know, rebuying business or whatever. But most 99.9% .9 of the time, it's a brand new person. So you have to find out who are you? 
what do you want? When do you want it by? Uh, maybe where are you located? Where is this going? You know, things like that. Why do you want it? And I want to harp on that in a second. And then the how is your job. Like I did right. mention how, but the how is you, right? <laughs> so you cover that part. Also, they don't care. Also, this is why I tell gym owners, uh, for example, and I want you to apply this to your industry that you're in right now. So you listener apply this. Uh, to a gym owner, what I will say is you do not need to do a gym tour. No, you don't need necessary. to walk them around the gym. In fact, you shouldn't. And you also don't need to tell them as a personal trainer, for example, how you're going to help them lose 20 pounds, because guess what? They don't care. Did Joe care how many HDMI outlets or component cables were going into his TV? No, nope. I don't care how it works. I care what it does for me and I care how it makes me feel. So jumping into why real quick, this is the, the absolute most important thing. Obviously you need to know what a person actually wants. So that is, you know, bar none, extremely important, but why they want it is why they buy. Yep. Why they want it. If you find that emotional tie down, why they want it is the difference between you trying to handle seven objections and having a tough sale and you handling one or two objections and having an easy sale. If you know why, if they know why, then they want it. You create this. We talked about false urgency last episode. You create that urgency out of something uh, closer to desire. Like, yeah. I need this. People, I want this so bad. People will buy out of, out of desire. Mm -hmm. Like a doctor could say, hey, you need this. And yet people will purchase because they want it. Yeah. Right. And then of course, if there's pain related, then of course, and this is the whole thing you're talking about why and, and, there, and why and passion are related, yep. right? The passion that you have, or I have for what I do is my why. So whatever it is that you are offering or you're helping people with and the solutions that you provide and we'll, so therefore it's called selling, whatever it is that you're selling, if you have true passion behind that and you're helping people, people will notice the difference. The skills that you have and the tactics that you're learning in, these, in this process are applicable. But when, And when you put that passion to it, then the discovery phase becomes a joy. Mm -hmm. And then providing people the choices, that's where it really gets, it, gets, it becomes fun. It's not work. Like this, yeah. this vocation selling, quote unquote selling, as we look at it and how we define it, it's not work, you guys. It's a lot of fun. Right. It truly is. And yes, it, it is very profitable when you have that passion to it. The money is a byproduct. And mm -hmm. so coming back to what you said, Jeff, you're absolutely right. And, and your discovery process, when you, you nail those questions down, then deep, listen to what Jeff had said. It's the feeling. It's that emotional connection, both based on the passion that you have and the belief in terms of what you're offering and as well as how you want to help people solve their challenges, whatever it is. I need a new dining room set is because they like, there's reasons behind that. And yeah. then, and there's all, it, it could be that they do have the money to buy something beautiful and, and, you know, that goes into their new space and we can connect with that. So once you get past the who, what, where, when, why, then you can ask deeper questions and allow your mm -hmm. prospect to talk to you. Two ears, one mouth, ask the question, shut up and listen.
actively <laughs> shut up was like our first episode too I believe. yeah it is it's, it's a recurring <laughs> thing keep coming back um yeah so so that's the deal you guys action step number one scrutinize your own sales process action step number two get better at asking questions so here's here's how i want you guys to practice this this is role play right grab a partner grab a few partners, grab a team, whatever you got, you need a human being uh, to talk to you. Sorry, you can't talk to your dog. It's not going to work that way. So mirror doesn't work either. Mirror doesn't work. That's just you repeating back to yourself. Yeah, you could record yourself, listen to it, but it helps if you have a person, a sounding board who has their own thoughts, feelings, ideas, and they can throw you curveballs and they can have some fun in the dojo. You call this sparring. Absolutely. So this is a ton of fun and it puts you under a little bit of pressure, which is how you learn and improve and evolve over time. So I want you guys to try this. And and just so you know, uh, one of our future episodes here, we're going to do a full episode on why. I'm just finding why on the yep. hot button, as I like to think about it. Uh, so we're going to get to that in the future. We'll spend a lot of time because there's so much to talk about it. But ultimately, Joe brought up a great point here. People, and I make this joke when I'm training salespeople all the time. I think I've mentioned it on this podcast already. Um, people are like onions. They have layers. That's from Shrek. Yes. Uh, ogres are like onions. They have layers. So you're peeling back. Or, those or you can have parfait. People like yes. parfait. They're layers. Everybody loves parfaits. Never, never ask somebody, you like parfait? They're like, no, I don't like no parfait. No, uh, enough Shrek <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> so you're peeling back those layers. You need to practice asking questions and follow-up questions and leading questions and discovery questions to get to those next levels. So try this, play questions only. If anybody remembers whose line is it anyways, one of my favorite shows, I used to watch it all the time as a kid. Great improv, Uh, awesome. Yeah, great improv show. One of the improvs, a reoccurring improv was questions only. And it was where they would ask each other questions, but there were some rules. They could not be one word questions. So I couldn't say, what? Right. That doesn't count. Yeah. No Uh, mirroring like, you know, something like, you know, it could be anything, you know, is it, is this made out of wood or is it steel? Steel? Yeah. You can't do that. Or you can't do, is this made out of wood? And then I say, I don't know. Is it like that doesn't count. So it needs to be questions that lead the conversation further along. Now it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny, uh, but you're learning as you do this. So it's it's challenging. It's fun. It's it's so much more challenging than you guys think. So I challenge you to do a little role play session here, spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes. It's kind of a good warm up If you're going to role play the rest of your sale or role play objection handling, doing something like questions only is an easy, fun, ice breaking challenge to warm you up to do more role play. So I challenge you to go do that and try to ask, as I said, questions that lead you further along. So in a sales situation, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions like, what does that mean to you? How does that make you feel? What would this do for you? How would this make your life better? Um, you know, to Joe's point, like uh, the the dining situation, Thanksgiving table, right? It's like, how many people are going to be here? What do they like to do when you're here? What do you guys eat? Do they have, do they have wine? Do you guys enjoy that? Uh, you know, is it a hardwood floor or is it a carpeted floor? So are you looking to potentially put perhaps a, 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 a area rug under your, your table? I mean, these are all, which we also sell, right? (laughs) Exactly. So we're putting, you got to go over all of these details as opposed to, well, let me tell you about, Telling isn't selling. I mean, yes. Telling is not selling. The whole point, go to Burley Sales, check out the website. Discovery is key. 
today is today's podcast is absolutely critical to understand that discovery is the way to sell. Discovery yeah. is the way to relate. Discovery is your long-term plan for your business and sales growth. Love it. All right. Great spot to wrap this thing up. Uh, action items are listed. You guys will list them in the show notes uh, on this podcast as well. Again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, drop us a review that helps us out a ton. And we appreciate you guys so much for doing so. We hope these action steps are helpful, but you can help us by providing us with some feedback or ideas for future episodes by leaving a comment with that review. And if you don't know already, you know, now there's a help more, sell more private Facebook group that you guys should join. I'm enjoying. It's free. We're going to be dropping our episodes in there. We'll drop uh, information in there. We'll probably do some Facebook lives in there. It should yes, be Yes, we will. And you're going to be hanging out with other peers that are selling and trying to learn and get better. So please go check those out. As mentioned in the beginning of the show, you guys can find us on our socials. Mine is at Burley underscore sales on Instagram and Facebook. That's B-U-R-L-Y. And then you can find me BurleySales.com. And we offer a discovery call. So book your free discovery call. It's a 30 minute call with me. Go to I'm it. Go check it out. Who, what, when, where, why? <laughs> and then I'm going to tell you how, uh, but we'll get to that point. So, and Joe, where can they find you? You can uh, find me on Instagram at the Joe Marcoux, as well as on Facebook. And you can also go to SOS Dojo, D-O-J-O-E.com. Book a complimentary session. Check it out. You want to master handling objections and make more sales. Again, it's absolutely free to come check it out. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Help More Sell More podcast. And we'll be back again next week with more awesome topics and action steps. We'll see you next time. Keep helping. <laughs>